Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell and that is Kurt Souter. <laughs> dude, you, you, Ministries. dude, you are twisted this morning. Well, we've been off for a couple of weeks. We haven't been in the studio to do an, an, a live show, if you will, a taping. So we're back at it and looking forward to uh, a new year in 2020, depending on when you hear this. But we are taping. This is our first episode of 2020. And uh, if you are a new listener, we appreciate you checking us out. We hope you can tag along and, and follow us on our journey. Solid Steps Radio is a show for men by men, talking about stuff from a man's perspective. We have a lot of lady listeners, and that's great. But we, our primary audience and guests are men because we feel like there's a story in men's lives that other men need to hear. And there's something about story that really stirs in the hearts of men. And we don't have all the answers, but we follow the one who does. And we believe that you are fulfilling your destiny as a man if you are walking with and through Jesus Christ. And that is part of manhood. And we want to challenge and help men to do both of those if they are or are not, point them in the direction of Jesus. So that being said, we, we do a show. We always tell great stories of men and the work they're doing in people's lives. So today's show is... A really, it's got a mixture of two different aspects that are incredibly interesting. The story that we have uh, of this gentleman and his background and his family history and also the the topic of what we're talking about because we're talking today about a, a part of prayer. When you hear the word prayer, most people think of talking to God. And if you walked into a coffee shop with one of your friends to meet to have coffee with them and you walked in the moment you walked in the coffee shop, you started talking the moment you saw them sat down and talked and talked and talked and talked. And then when you left, you were talked and you never let them speak. What kind of friendship would you have? Well, I'd probably, I, dude, I'd probably hit you. <laughs> well, so we're talking today about listening prayer and how that can really be an incredible open door to our walk with God that we really haven't even opened. So we're going to hear a guest talk about his story and his testimony, but also how listening prayer has been so impactful to him that he wrote a book about it. Yeah, and so, uh, but before that, we, we've got to hear his story, because uh, Steve Van Zandt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, it, Kurt. Thanks, it, Chad. It's great to have you. And uh, before we get, get into all of that, we, got, we want to hear a little bit, because God has been writing a story in your life. And uh, I, I didn't know this until I guess uh, maybe even this morning when you mentioned that you're you're a part of in your family how many how many guys have been and are attorneys? Um, I think I, I became the fourteenth when I became an attorney. Uh, um, <laughs> Chad and I we were talking yeah. about that. You think I we were talking? Heaven? It may keep me out. <laughs> What a family reunion that is. <laughs> we were, we were going. I wonder what Christmas is like. At- <laughs> At their house, wow! You're the number fourteenth attorney. That's correct. That's that's, um, that's correct. That's. Do you guys ever, ever get in any fights? <laughs> you know, I don't think so for the most part. Uh, it, it makes for some interesting, you know, holiday gatherings. But um, um, yeah, I don't know why. It just uh, somehow crept into the family history and and stuck. Wow, that's amazing. So let, let I mean, let's go back a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your your story. Uh, your family and how, you know, how it kind of all began. So uh, you had your dad was a, a an attorney. Yes. And be, uh, before that, what was going on? Uh, well, there's. Um, I guess if 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 I try not to make this one of your more boring shows by going into my family history, um, but we talked about a little bit about how um, 
so many of my family members became attorneys. And yeah, if you actually go back another generation, my great grandfather uh, was a minister, and um, I didn't know a lot about him. But the one story I, I did know about him is that he he had an affair. He had an affair with the church secretary, and so. Uh, of his kids, he had, I think, seven boys, and six of them became attorneys. And the one that didn't become an attorney became a U.S. senator. And all of those men and women, I greatly admire. You know, they have so many positive qualities. But the one negative, in my view, is not a lot of spirituality, mm. not a lot of belief, um, not churchgoers. And so that's that's in addition to having the the legal history that also part of my background is a kind of lack of spiritual history when you mentioned to us before we even started the show that 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 decision that your great grandfather had it really um had a powerful trickle effect um on uh your whole family you know, I think so, and I would have to let each family member speak for themselves and, and why sure. they put the, the dots together the way they did. But as I look at it, and I look in particular at that generation, um, you can't help but say, well, that was a reaction to what their dad did. And, um, and so, um, you know, when I was putting the pieces together, and I shared a little bit when I was in college, and I started looking at, okay, you know, we have this legal background, but we also have a background of families just not being very successful. You know, husband and wives just not being able to stay together. And and I thought for me, um, why? How am I going to be any different? You know, I'm 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 a member of this family just the way they are. And so unless I do something radically different, I'm going to go down the same path. And that was uh, that was when I first started the journey. It's like, okay, wh- what can I do differently? What what is out there? And, and when I started to take a look at Christianity, when when a family uh, is separated, when there's uh, either through divorce or I mean, there's just a lot of pain. And you can be successful in the business world. You can be successful in the work world. Um, but if you're not successful at home, it can really um, make life difficult. Absolutely, and I think that's why the Bible tells us that God hates divorce, and you know His plan is is for husband and wife to be together. You know, combining the the spiritual world and, and the legal world, you look at no fault divorce in the United States started in the '70s in California, and this this idea that it was painless, good for the. It was better for the husband, better for the wife, better for the kids. And so that spread across the the nation. And now we have no-fault divorce in every state. And I'm not sure that, I think Jesus said, wisdom is proved right by her results. And if you look at some of the devastation in kids and depression, uh, you know, suicides and um, uh, drug dependence, and and some of that trickles out of children of divorce. And um, uh, I'm not sure that we've been wise as a society in that. Yeah, you know, there's the grace of God. No matter what decisions we've made, we can have the grace of God. Uh, and yet, you know, I, I just l- talked with a man who is in his almost 60 years old, and his mom and dad divorced when when he was in third grade. And he said that that decision continues to affect me. And 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 so. I was just encouraged by your heart to go, you know what, I've got to do something different. And uh, 
uh, and your mom, you mentioned, uh, to talk to, because your mom was a spiritually minded woman. To talk about her sure, just a moment. Sure, and, and you mentioned the, the grace factor, and, and one thing that I want to make sure that, that I say, um, that when I look at my family members or anyone who's gone through divorce, yes. you know, it's, it, we all need abundant grace. Uh-huh. And, and I think the point for me is no judgment on them and, and a, lot of, um, uh, a lot of pride with, with my family and, and things they stand for. Um, but when we're putting the pieces together, what can we do to, to have that, um, that life goal that I want to be married to the same woman my entire life and, and, and to, to make that a priority? I had to reach out and, and find a different pathway, and that's where Christianity uh, came into effect. And, and, and we weren't regular churchgoers, but my mom was spiritual, and uh, she gave me a book called God Calling when I was going to college. And I don't know if, 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 um, if many are familiar with it, but it's, a, it's an odd kind of book. It was written by, uh, they refer to themselves as the two listeners, uh, written in the 1930s in England. And um, the book had a curious effect on me, and I was, I was drawn to its very simple um, messages about who Jesus was and what he could mean to all of us on a daily basis, how we could go to him for renewal, for, for healing, uh, for all the things that we don't have in and of itself. And, and so I, I read that little book, and it's a short little devotional, and the, um, I think it opened up my heart so that when I was a, in my first year of law school, I was able to sit in the basement of, of a couple guys' house, uh, a campus minister, and, and study the cross. And I think that, that little book prepared me for that Bible study. And when I understood what really happened on the cross, um, and when I understood that Jesus um, became sin, when uh, you know, Paul said he became sin for us, Peter said he bore our sin in his body. And, and, and when I learned that, that the result for him was he was separated from his father for the first time in all eternity and just that moment's horror for him. And so I remember sitting there during, during that Bible study and this may be a corny analogy, but if you remember the Grinch, the, how the Grinch stole Christmas, not, not the Jim Carrey version, but the cartoon version. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's on that hillside, and uh, they show his heart, and his two <laughs> size is too small. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's me. That's the selfish, you know, small heart. But um, when, I, when I learned what Jesus actually did on the cross, I was like, well, I'm a hard-hearted, selfish man, but I'm not that hard-hearted that I don't understand and that— that's not going to have an effect on me. And so the Lord kind of got a hold of me, yeah, sitting in that basement in Germantown near um, UVL Law School, and uh, he's, he's had me for the most part ever since. That's incredible. That's, that's good stuff. We're going to take a break, come back, and hear more about how this book that's almost coming up on 100 years old affected Stephen and pointed him in direction to, to write his own book, which we're going to unpack over the next hour and how that listening to God is actually part of a discipline that many people have just forgotten. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly and hear more about that on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Souter, and we are here with Stephen Van Zant, and we are talking about his story about how he came to Christ and how a devotional really impacted him uh, that was almost a hundred year old devotion or really put him on a trajectory uh, to the cross and we want to thank our sponsors before we hear more of his story Ellen and Credit Union they've been around for decades and they have been a, a pillar in this community financially to help folks whether it's commercial residential 
loans or personal loans, checking accounts, LNN Credit Union can help you out. And then Vision First Eye Care, Rod Rollo and his crew. If you want to see better, contact glasses. They can help you. They don't see you as just a set of eyeballs. They see you as a person, and uh, they'll take care of you. And then Bright Star Home Care, they help folks in a very tough transition in people's lives. If you have a loved one who needs some help, because they're getting up into an age they can't take care of themselves fully, or maybe it's one day a week or 24-7, Bright Star Home Care can walk through that process with you. So, Steve, uh, you, you're now in law school. Um, you've, have you, you've read this, this book, this devotional that your mom gave to you, and you're connected. You, you, God is stirring. But you um, talk about, just real quickly about how you trusted Jesus you know, was it your first year in law school? Yes, first year in law school. Um, I was going through a series of Bible studies with a campus pastor and another friend uh, from my law school class. And and I think for me, um, the kind of the two step process was one. Um, I said, well, the Bible is going to be my standard, and 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 th- that's where the answers are. Can but, can I ask you just a real quick question? How did you even come to that? Because in our world today. Well, because the Bible says so. And they go, well, yeah. I mean, the Bible is, well, you know, it's, it's this ancient book. How did, how did you go, you know what, I want to anchor it on the truth of Scripture? Well, I, I think for me, it, it made sense to say uh, this was going to be sacred literature to mm-hmm. me so that I was going to trust a book before I was going to trust a person. And maybe that's the way I'm wired. And I, I read enough of it that it proved itself true to me. And I thought, okay, if I want to be successful in life, I want to, if I want to have a, a successful marriage, if I want to have a legit, warm relationship with my kids, it appears to me that the people that are following this book and putting it into practice, uh, it looks like that's working pretty well. And, and I'm not, not to disparage any other philosophies, but I looked at other philosophies, other religions, and... Christianity was the one that had warmth to it, in my view, and I think that's the effect of grace, and, and that's, I think that can be missing in other philosophies. So um, I said, well, that's the best one. That's what I want, and um, so I adopted that book, and I said, okay, I'm going by this book, and anybody who can teach me more about this book, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that. That's pretty cool. I, I'm remind, reminded of what C.S. Lewis, when he basically was arguing either Jesus Christ was a liar, a complete lunatic, or he is truly the Lord God of all. And uh, he doesn't give us any other options. I mean, when you look at him, he's, and uh, C.S. Lewis said, you know, he is Lord. That's a great quote. Yeah. And so, okay, so you now have trusted Christ. Um, You mentioned before how you connected with Kelly. You, You actually, you met her. I mean, you were kid friends when you were little kids. Yeah, it's 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 a bit too of a Kentucky story. Um, so uh, Kelly's parents, the Estes's, moved from Owensboro to Elizabethtown. They actually bought our house when uh, Kelly was three, uh, I was five. We moved to the other side of the neighborhood. So grew up in the same um, same neighborhood, friends with her brothers. Um, you know, one of the things about Kelly and I, I don't have any secrets. She knows everyone I know. I know everyone she knows. Um, we dated in high school. Um, I was uh, was not a good guy. I was um, a selfish um, athlete. Um, you and, called yourself a jerk. And I was a jerk. <laughs> I was, no, no question. And um, if we've got time, I'll tell this story. Uh, Kelly tells the hour and a half version. I'll tell the, the very short version. 
Um, but we, um, we, we dated in high school, and I, I broke up with her in, in the worst, most selfish way. It really caused her a lot of pain. But if you flash forward to when I was, was seeking after God and going through these Bible studies, I, I literally got on my knees one night. I said, Lord, I'm ready to meet the girl of my dreams. I'm getting my act together. Show me the girl of my dreams. So I got in bed, and, and I thought, VZ, who are you looking for? Well, help God out a little bit. And so I thought, well, who is the girl of my dreams? And I, and I literally remembered Kelly, and I was like, she was perfect. What did I do? I messed that up. And I thought, you know, my— 22 year old brain i thought i'll just call her and uh th- there was only two problems with that one i was pretty sure she was engaged and then secondly she hated me but besides <laughs> those two things it, it looked pretty good, it's good. <laughs> the, the, the attorney in him is stirring i can hear it right oh my god um, so i called her it happened to be on her birthday i did i didn't know that oh, but it was golly. and so i asked about the other guy and um she said well i'll give you his number you can call him uh, we broke up and i thought great now she just hates me that's the only thing i gotta overcome <laughs> um but, oh my but, goodness but she gave me she gave me a second chance and, okay uh, so i, I wow. mean like i can't believe she gave you a second I know, chance i know very, very talking much. about the grace of god yeah, yeah yeah she stood me up the first time uh I, I didn't let that bother me you know set up another date she um she didn't stand me up that time brought her some roses wrote a note you know just um owning the mistakes of childhood what a what a doofus you were i was, in high school. I was yeah yeah <laughs> just just ask her to tell to tell the story so oh yeah so she tells it the hour and a half version yes, I, yeah. i'm sure she gives all <laughs> the details so uh, so uh, then you dated how long and before you got married uh it was quick so um when as i was starting to study the bible and we started to date um she started to study the bible and so i was baptized um november 1st of uh, 1990 and then she was baptized November 8th of 1990. Both of us baptized in a humble horse trough in uh, the highlands of Louisville. Um, and and you, then, said, you said you baptized her. Yes, yeah, I was able to baptize her. So that was cool. We were engaged um, by Christmas and uh, married in the spring. Wow. That, you didn't mess around. No. no. That was quick. <laughs> so, uh, so, so now kind of fast forward because now this this devotion that your mom gave to you um it's still or god's using this devotional book to continue to stir in your heart and that was the beginning of you what some people would call um listening prayer Talk, talk about that a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. So the book has been a blessing uh, to me in many ways. One, just to become a Christian. After I became a Christian, um, Kelly and I were fairly disciplined about having time with the Lord every day and reading the Bible. But it was only when I happened to reread the foreword to God Calling, and I saw a reference to a book um, called Four Sinners Only by A.J. Russell. And, and the book is about a group of Christians in the 1930s and 40s in England called the Oxford Group. And um, the, the principal um, pastor was a guy named Frank Buckman. And they practiced this, um, this discipline of two-way prayer. And um, they, they believed that not only should you speak to the Lord, but you should also be quiet in his presence and allow him to communicate to you whatever uh, he, he wants to. And, you know, for some people, um, that could be a, a form of, of heresy. They think, well, that's not what Christianity is about. I, in my view, I don't think the, the, the scriptures say that. And I think the scriptures 
encourage us to be quiet. You know, the Bible and James says we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. So why should we be that like that with our friends and not with the Lord, who's a lot smarter than our friends? And um, so when you first started th- that concept, was that difficult for you to understand and embrace or 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 were you kind of drawn to that because i think um for many of us in our crazy busy world that is a difficult spiritual practice to kind of lean into did you find that at all with you and kelly or not i think i think so somewhat i i I think the difficulty with two-way prayer is you have to become um comfortable cultivating silence for, for many of us in this, this hurried sickness world, we don't like silence. And um, you, you have to get to where the silence is not cold, but the silence is warmth uh, because you're in the Lord's presence. And um, that takes some time to get used to. And at the back of the book, I just threw out what some suggestions I have for quiet listening. But one of the things that, that I do, and this may sound kind of kooky, but it works for me, is after I've, I've, I've read the Bible and I've read some devotionals and I've worked through some memory scriptures, um, I put in earplugs so I can just drown out everything. And so I, I, I just developed the discipline that each morning I would spend 15 to 30 minutes in that quiet mode. And that, that's really what's made the difference for me. And, and, and most of the good, most of the, the, I feel like the spiritual milestones I've, I've been able to, the Lord's helped me to get to, have come from that, that, that cultivating that silence with him. So when you put the earplugs in, you're not, you're not listening to worship music, or are you? No, silence. Total silence. Yes. The practice of silence and quiet you have really leaned into that's that is good stuff so we're going to take a break and be back i'm laughing because i was so intrigued and listening to him i almost missed our break here so if you didn't point at me we were going to keep going through the break so uh we're going to come back and hear more about this i've got this devotional in my hand and folks i fingered through it i'm telling you i'm not a huge devotional guy but i'm loving what i see so i want you to come back and listen to the next two segments of what you're going to hear about what you can hear from God and, and the challenges, but also the blessings that bring. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Hi, welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, Kurt Satter. We are here with Stephen Van Zant, author Stephen Van Zant of the book called Heal it, Heaven Calling. The name of the book is called Heaven Calling. And uh, if you need to uh, look at your finances in regards to retirement, uh, Dan Hart of uh, Dan Hart Financial, he can take care of your retirement as far as what is a biblically wise retirement look like. Uh, if you're close or not close to it and you want to talk about it, Dan Hart can do that. Frank Enterprises, if you have any septic tank issues, water drainage issues outside, uh, landscaping, anything outside that needs to get done when it comes to water, they're, the, they're it. Frank Enterprises can take care of you. And also Southern Smoke Catering, uh, southernsmokecatering.com. They are a catering-only barbecue company. Uh, all the fixings, the best brisket in town, and you need to put a little south in your mouth. That is their <laughs> uh, title. So southernsmokecatering.com. So, Steve, you're, you're in the middle of beginning to have this two-way listening. Be What, what just comes to mind is Psalm 46:10 Be still and know that I am God. 
Yeah, may, maybe the hardest scripture for for guys to to obey. Correct. I mean, yeah. we're we're so hurried, we're so rushed, and I think most of us are so easily distracted. And so we were talking about the process of of of, of, of developing this this two way listening. And one thing that was very important to me, we, we mentioned the earplugs, which helped me. Uh, the other thing is, I found when I when who I, who, to, who how do you even think about earplugs? I had an old Church of Christ pastor. Actually, it wasn't about prayer. Um, he we were at a, a we were chaperoning a middle school um, summer camp, and I woke up. And, and I said, I didn't sleep at all. All these kids talking in their sleep. And I looked over to him, and, and he goes, what, what? And he's like seven years old, and he pulled out earplugs. And he goes, I bring them to uh, every retreat. And I said, that's a life lesson there. I, I may be a bad counselor, but I'm bringing earplugs next time. And, and, but anyway, I, I got into the habit of using them, and then um, it just occurred to me maybe this will help my prayer time. So, so – um, that helps you with your ears but what did you do in your head because us guys how do you okay i'm going to be still i'm going to be quiet i'm going to have some silence my brain's going a million mile an hour thinking about everything that i've got coming up i mean what did you do how did you handle that it's it's a great question i have the same problem even today Whenever I'm, I'm trying to connect with the Lord in that way, we have all this stuff rushing at us, you know, the things our wives want us to do, thing, work things, things we need to pick up at the store. And so I have with me my pencil, my journal, but also have index cards. And the, the way I use the index card is when those things pop up, um, I will write on my index card, go to Walmart today and pick up the thing Kelly wanted you to pick up. And so... But the joy for me in that is that it's out of my head at that point. I know I won't forget because I've written it down. And so I may have four or five things that I write on that card, but that's good because I get them out of my quiet time and I can focus on the thing I'm there for is connecting with him. That's good stuff. So so just jotting it down, talk about your journal then. Because as you are listening you you began to write i mean that's how this book uh, we were talking in the break the book that you wrote uh heaven calling this devotional 365 day devotional really is the out overflow of how many years um 14 years tw- in in as recorded in 23 journals 14 years 23 journals so when you're when you were sitting there Quiet before the before the Lord with your earplugs in, um, your little note card on the side. You also have this journal. What are you What are you jotting down well, in, in the journal? If if um if someone were to ask, how do I do this? How do I start the practice of of, of two way prayer? And the, the the thing I would tell you is you, you write. Um, and, and and when you're quiet, when you're with the Lord, when you've said the things to the Lord you want to say, you've praised Him where you wanted to praise Him, you've asked Him for help where you need help and you're listening, um, I think you need that pencil in your hand. And um, it, there's there's something, I think there's a proverb that says the um, best memory is not as strong as the palest ink. I mean, so if you can write things down, uh, there's a meaning to that. Now, I mean, where did you learn that? Did you just, um, did you, I mean, did somebody, did a preacher tell you that or? That, no, that's, that's part of the practice of the Oxford group and okay. the, the, the Christians that participated in that. 
And so you're right. And in, in faith, you know, not everything that you hear is from the Lord. But um, in faith, you believe that the, the Lord who walked the earth and spoke still speaks. And he, want us, he wants to speak to us. And so you just, in faith, you write it down. You just let the, the Spirit flow through you. And um, I can honestly say that the, the best things that the Lord has been able to do through me, whether that's encouraging someone, helping someone to discover their identity in Him, those have come from those writings where a name um, will come to me or um, the, just a suggestion to have lunch with someone. Um, um, those, most of all of those things have come from my quiet time. And I know some people say, well, um, maybe you're going to be prompted to do something the Lord doesn't want or maybe something crazy. And, and there's a way to check that. You know, the Lord will never prompt something that's contrary to Scripture. Um, as a short method of checking that, um, what I use are called the four absolutes. I read one time that the Sermon on the Mount could be um, narrowed down to four absolutes. Absolute honesty, absolute purity, absolute love, and absolute uh, unselfishness. So as a quick way of checking whatever you've written, the Lord's never going to prompt you to do anything that's outside those four absolutes. That's And so then you, I mean, when you would jot things down, you're writing these things falling under those four principles um i mean how much are you writing you know it, it depends and and i think one of the things that to, the, the the value of that time that that vying time when you're with him is to seek his face and to be with him and to be changed by him and i think um you know there's a brokenness inside all of us and it's not a brokenness where the lord heals that at your baptism but it's a brokenness that we've got to get fixed every day. And, and one of the things that I think that I've learned as I've gotten older, there's not a lot of residual carryover, spiritually speaking, from the day before. It's something we've got to get up and get each day. It's, and, the, it's, that, it's that new manna every day. That's right. That's right. The new mercies that we need. And um, t- particularly as men, because I think most, most of us as men are not givers. We're takers. And um, we all want to be givers. I mean, I think every guy wants to be a giver, but we don't know how to get there. So to me, the value of two-way listening, first and foremost, is to fix us. It's not to get uh, necessarily promptings to things to do. But I think the first thing we have to allow him to do is heal us. And we can't seek him without, in turn, being blessed by him, being blessed by being in his presence. And so there's a miracle of the heart to me that, that comes about through that sitting time with him, uh, that, that power, I think it's Isaiah 30, 15, it says, in quietness and confidence is my strength. Well, in, that, in that quietness, we're rebuilt so that we can be givers to our wives, to our kids, to our church, to our friends. And then I think after that or subsequent to that, the Lord can go, okay, you know, Steve, you're, you're somewhat made whole from the basket case you were yesterday. <laughs> um, there's a couple things that maybe you can do that's kingdom work and um but you got to get fixed first so so and it's it's get fixed first but it's it's receiving it's receiving this grace yes it's receiving this power it's receiving this mercy that god has available every morning every day for us and when we receive that when we gain that grace it's it's there we just have to take it receive it yeah I, I think so and I, I think of the word wholeness I think you know the um, Satan would like to keep us all broken and incomplete and needy 
and um, a lot of needy people walking around. You go in full of room, and, and they all be needy. And one of the advantages I think we have as a Christian that w- w- that is an untapped resource is that because how powerful he is, if we if we truly get with him and spend that time with him, he can bring a wholeness to our lives, so that we can in 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 in, in truth be givers to people. You can be in the conversation and say, I don't. I don't need anything from you. I just want to give to you. And there's no pride in that because we know we didn't fix ourselves. We had to turn to the guy who can do it. Um, but then the blessing is we can we can truly be great encouragers to others. You know, when you're describing all this, I, as I'm in, in my mind, there's a lot of guys who are listening who are even angry with God. Um, there's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of wounds. There's been major disappointment um talk to that guy who has been through a lot of a lot of junk a lot of stuff um some some of his own doing but maybe maybe not at all um and he struggles to even go to god because he's angry with god talk with him we're going to take a break, though. Uh, hold that thought, because I, <laughs> I want to give him enough time to, to talk about that in the next segment. So we're going to take a break, come back. We're actually going to hear, we're going to open up Heaven Calling Devotion and read a little bit of it to kind of give you an idea of what this sounds like. So we're going to come back, hear Stephen's answer, and also hear a little bit more about the book. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment. And if you're just catching up with us, boy, you've missed three fantastic segments. You can go to Facebook and watch the entire broadcast. Even we had a little, I had a little bonus segment with Stephen that we had a question about, well, what if the skeptics believe this is not true, good theology? We talked about that on the Facebook Live. And uh, you can go to that, our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio. Click on that and watch the entire show and commercials in, in, on, on video. Or you can go to SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, and type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can listen to it. Thanks to our great sponsors, Commercial Free, the Southeast Outlook. They are a publication that puts the, out the stories and the working of God and His kingdom, not just in our city of Louisville, but all around the world. So the Southeast Outlook has been a sponsor of us. We want to thank them. Eric, v, Eric Veal and Iroquois Family Dental. They are family-friendly family dental office, two locations in Louisville, one in East Louisville, one in the South End. Uh, and then also Veritech. Veritech generators, if you need a generator for your company uh, or your business or your home and you need to have your current generator uh, serviced, Veritech can take care of that and all your generator needs. So we're talking about a book called Heaven Calling. It's a 365-day devotional by author Stephen Van Zandt. I just want to read today's, uh, today we're taping on January the 7th, 2020. And when not sure when you're going to hear this, but I just want to read the, the introduction to hear what this sounds like, this, this book. The title is Greet One Another Warmly. And it says here, use your family, use our family as you will. And this is what Stephen wrote down here, hearing from the Lord. He said, let me have full sway in your home. I love being here. Take my peace of mind when you have none of your own. Take my love for life when you have depleted your own supply. I will send others here for you to help. Greet each of them warmly. I can use you and each member of your family to encourage others. 
And he has a reference here to 1 Corinthians 16, 19. So that was just a real small entry of what that looks like in this devotional heaven calling. So, so Steve, when you jotted all this down, um, there's, there's guys who, who I just inter- kind of just touched on the last segment who, you know, when we come before the Lord, we will be still when there's silence, we're going to be quiet. But my mind is raging, and I and frankly, I'm upset with God. I'm up, I'm I'm upset with life. I'm I'm even angry. Um, talk to that guy, sure, who's been disappointed and hurt and wounded through life. Well, one of the things that that struck me when I went through the 23 journals is that the better entries are when I'm struggling with something, when I'm angry, uh, when I'm discouraged, when I'm frustrated. And we, we all feel those things, you know, in, in terms of the anger issue. Kelly and I had a, a business failure that went on in, in, in our uh, past. So I remember that the entries that are struggling with finances, angry with decisions of certain people, and um, you know the thing. I think the, the the key for that is whatever we're going through, is is that um, um, the the answer is is to return to Him. Return to Him if we've got joy, but return to Him if you if we got stuff. And and if you're in a spot in your life where you're having recurring angry uh, anger, that your you know frustration is there on a daily basis, and it's it's building up, and you know it, and the people around you know it. It, why not do something differently? You know, I think of the um, uh, the the father whose boy um, had the evil spirit in him, kept throwing him into the the, the fire to, to kill him. And the disciples are there, and, and they the um, Jesus shows up and says, "What's going on?" And the dad goes, "Well, this is what my boy's doing, but your your followers can't can't seem to help him." And and you know, Jesus' immediate response is. Bring the boy to me. You know, he's, he, he's absolutely undaunted with whatever we have going on in our lives, whether that's whatever negative emotion may be or whatever the negative circumstance. You know, um, Jesus' response is, would you bring that to me? Because our finite minds, we don't know the solution he has. Um, but if we bring it to him, the first thing he can give us is a peace of mind that we, we didn't think was possible. Like, there's no way I can have a peace about this situation. And the Lord goes, oh, yeah, I can give that to you. And then if we stay long enough, if we don't rush off, he might be able to give us some real, real practical things um, that we can do to help. And, and that, to me, is the, the wisdom of hanging mm. out with Jesus is that he can not only give us religious-type things or things that we might think are religious, but he might say, brother, here's a possible solution to this, this problem at work or this problem in your marriage or this problem with this child. And very practical Christianity, and to me, that's one of the joys of, of the quiet listening. It's like, oh, that's a much better solution than Steve Van Zandt would have thought of. That's pretty cool. You know, I think the enemy of our souls, the last thing he wants us to do is exactly what you're talking about, to to approach God, even even our anger. I, I think we, we miss it when we think that we can't go to God, even in our anger and disappointment with him, and to be honest about all of that. I think he is the God who's got big enough shoulders who can handle all our concerns, 
all our cares, all our anger, all our worries, all our whatever it may be, Jesus says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And, and that's really what you are describing and what God has, how, how this book uh, and this devotional came to be. Well, well, and, and, and I think David in, in the Psalms does a great job for us in saying, you know, he is way out there on some limb sometimes, emotionally speaking. And, and, and you know, my little book is an amateur's, uh, Christian's sharing of quiet times. You know, it's me sharing my notes with you as someone who doesn't have his act together. But, but one of the things that when I went back and looked at the, the 14 years, the better, the better entries are the ones when I'm, I'm going through stress. And, and I, I included um, at the beginning of each entry what I'm praying about that day. And sometimes, you know, they're pretty desperate. I, you know, my, my, kind of my concern when I, I thought maybe I would publish this book is that I was going to come across as a crazy man. And um, I think maybe a lot of times we are crazy men. I think it was C.S. Lewis that said most of us hold our mental health by a a bare thread. And I think if we were honest, uh, that would be true uh, for most of us. Um, But the other thing is no one wants to hear. We talked about this earlier. No one wants to hear when someone's having a great day. You know, that's pretty boring. But if someone's messing up or struggling, that intrigues us because we, we, we can connect with that. And, you know, most of the entries are when um, things weren't going that well. And, you know, that, that is especially a time where we need to connect with him. Yeah, we, I, we, we need to lean into him and be honest and vulnerable. I remember in C.S. Lewis's book, A Grief Observed, after his wife died, and, and C.S. Lewis um, losing his wife Joy was in my, my good buddy says he, you know he becomes an atheist twice in that book <laughs> and it's, it, it's just because this deep honesty and that's really what you're describing as we come before the lord honest vulner, vulnerability transparency he he understands anyway he knows our hearts and he knows we are but dust but he says come to me anyway um Steve, it has been a blast to have you here. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Um, how do we get Heaven Calling? Um, probably the best place is just Amazon. I think it's where we get everything these days is Amazon, <laughs> right? right? Uh, but Heaven Calling is available there. Um, listeners, uh, this is a great resource. It would be a great gift uh, for a birthday, for anniversary, for a friend, a family member. Heaven Calling by Stephen Van Zant, uh, Faith for Today. Uh, Steve, um, again, thanks for coming. Thanks for sharing with us. Would you pray for us guys sure. that we would be men who would not be afraid to lean into quiet? Would you pray sure. for us? Absolutely. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, dear Lord, um, thank you so much for the, the opportunity to be with Chad and with Kurt today. Uh, thank you for the way you bring us together in Christian fellowship, just to, to show that we're all in this together. Um, Lord, we know that we don't have the strength, um, especially as men, to be the to be the husbands, to be the dads, to be the friends, to be the church members, to be the servants in the community um, that you need us to be. But we're so grateful that every time we turn to you, you bless us. You give us all those things that we don't have in and of ourselves, the love and the joy and the peace, the patience that we need. Um, But thank you for being such a generous giver. Thank you for being not only uh, a kind uh, king and master, but you're also just a terrific friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just pray that we can lean into you as our great friend, um, that everyone that uh, is praying with us uh, today um, 
will just make a, a pledge to say, I, I want to spend more time with him. I want to be able to cultivate silence in a way that's not, um, not boring, not cold, but a way that's warmth and is, is giving and is where we know that we spend that time with you and, and you change us and, um, and we're just grateful, man, because of it. Uh, thank you so much for all your blessings and it's in your name I pray. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Thanks. So again, the name of the book on Amazon is called Heaven Calling, a 365-day devotional by Stephen Van Zant. On July 9th, he writes, bow your head and let me bless you. You are God's son, and I am proud of you. Let me pull bitterness and angst from you. In their place, take my joy and peace. To be controlled by the Spirit, you must have a yielded will, not to the passions and storms of this life, but to the gentle, quiet voice that affirms you and guides your day. That's hearing from God, and if anybody wants to question that, then I have a problem with that because that sounds like the voice of God when we read the Bible. So this is going to be a great addition to your arsenal and your toolbox men of saying, hey, I want to hear from God. Well, this is a great place to start. So. We want to thank Stephen for coming in and share this on your Facebook page, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. Thank you so much again for listening to Solid Steps Radio.